Welcome to my podcast, Traumatic Transformations, where we help you find hope, peace, and purpose after a big life change or a traumatic event. I'm your host, Gunjani Patel, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, trauma specialist, and a neuroscience nerd. Join me as I dive deep into resiliency, post-traumatic growth, and normalize mental health to reduce the stigma associated with it. In each episode, I plan to deliver science-backed, actionable tips and strategies so you can take back the control over your life and be inspired to be the best version of yourself with each day forward. So tune in every Tuesday for a featured guest and every Thursday for a solo episode with me, where we unpack mind, body, brain, and spirit connections related to each episode with the featured guest. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform you, educate you, and raise your awareness. It is not intended to replace any medical advice or professional help seeking that you may need. So please use this information wisely and any opinion that I cast is not to replace any medical advice. And quickly before we start today, I just wanted to ask you a favor. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Thank you so much. And if you rate and review, it would really help us with the algorithm so people can easily search the show if they would like. So I would really love to hear your feedback and what you have to say uh, so I can bring you the content that's most fit for you. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another brand new episode of Traumatic Transformations. And I'm your host, Kunjani Patel. And today I have with us Nancy Lucas. Nancy is evolved naturally into her mindset, business development, business developer posture during her 25 years as a multifaceted entrepreneur while paralleling as a professional equestrian. The ethics and tenacity it takes to be a national level athlete and years of coaching, mentoring, as well as public speaking had created a set of skills that she has been able to exhibit in the digital space. Nancy specializes in helping women build a stronger business during difficult or adverse times, economic, personal, or otherwise. Success through mindset and business development based on years of experience and timeless proven principles. So I'm so excited because of everything that this year has brought to us 2020. Um, I am, we're recording at the end of 2020, even though we're not going to be airing Nancy till a bit, but I'm so excited to talk to her and bring her on the show and bring her expertise and who she's become as a result of her adversity. So can't wait to dive in with you, Nancy. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm yes. very proud to be part of this. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. So, Nancy, I just want to dive in about everything that you're about and can't wait to tell my listeners everything that we've spoke about, you know, prior to us meeting here um, and talk about some of the things that you've learned as a result of some of the things that you've been through and now that you teach them. So tell us a little bit about your background and, you know, um, the early parts of your life or the adversity parts of your life so that, you know, people can relate to, okay, you didn't just get here all, you know, um, one day. (laughs) And, you know, of course, we're we're all still evolving. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't just, it isn't just a smooth sail ever, really. Yes. Yes. 
They're moments. Yes. Um, one of the things I believe is that we are a sum of our experiences. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I, I can, and I, I you know, I'm going to, I listen to every word you say. And one of the things you just said is that we talked about 2020 and it is very difficult year. Mm-hmm. And some of the difficulties of this year, when I look back on it, have actually become a very poignant, evolving, actually a good year for me. I know a very mm-hmm. difficult year for many. Mm-hmm. And even though the hardships have been incredibly powerfully hard on me, mm-hmm. the outcome, even though I didn't know what they were, have been actually very powerfully positive. Mm. Um, that's not always easy to do. Oh, right? absolutely. See or feel or go through. Absolutely. Um, looking back, as I look back at this year, but when I was going through this year, as I and I had to go through some of those hard times, and I'm going to talk about them, what I did mm-hmm. as I was stepping into those moments, and as we all do, one of the things I did is I looked back over the, my life, mm. and I thought, I've gone through hard times before. Yeah. They always worked out. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. if I could do that, I can do this. And I, I don't whether you believe in a higher power, mm-hmm. whether you believe you can have you have strength, mm-hmm. call it faith, fate, whatever you call it. Mm. That is what I lean into. Absolutely. This now, is can, actually so true. I'm just going to uh, step in for a second before you jump into your story. But this really sings true to one of the reasons why I started this podcast. And one of the goals of this podcast is resilience. You know, it's so true. If you and I think sometimes we forget that. And for some people, maybe this was the hardest thing that they've been through or, you know, this was the most adverse things you, you have ever come across. But when just from our stories or from our lives and our adversities, not to compare them, but when you've been through some really hard times you learn some very important life lessons that you stay with and then bring to your other experiences and build and evolve as a result of that, you know? And one of the things that I loved what you say, because I'm also very <laughs> intuitive in terms of some of the words that you're using as you talk about some of these things is it's so, I, the way I look at my life now, as you said, and I'll sum it up as what I heard from you is that when you've been through adverse things, you you learn that things are always temporary. No matter what, nothing will last forever. Not it never rains forever. Never is there ever sunshine forever in our lives. You know, so just knowing that nothing will last forever and things are temporary, and that they are meant for instead of looking at things and just a mind sh- mindset shift, where if we look at things as this is teaching us something, this is helping us evolve. There is a gift in this. What instead of asking yourself, why am I going through this? Asking, why is this for me? Or what is this trying to teach me? Makes such a difference in how we, you know, shift our consciousness. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. Absolutely. Oh, always. Please. Good conversation. Yes. I am. Um, and and it's I don't like to say. I, I would like to expand on that. Yes, that please. Never, I mean, to everyone who's listening, and I always think I, when I speak to a friend, mm-hmm. a client, mm-hmm. when I even have to remind myself, 
someone has it better than me. Someone has it worse than me. Yeah. Relatively, my hardest challenge is no different than your hardest challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one person's hardest challenge might be moving. Right. Hardest challenge might be the loss of a loved one. Oh, another person's hardest challenge could be a health situation. Yes. Or a, you know, a, um, a violent act. Yes. It's still that person's hardest challenge. So true. Yes. So it's all relative. Yes, yes, yes. And, and when I think about, for me, mm-hmm. this is just my experience. Absolutely. I, I try to think when something happens, and I will share my things, my, Please. my challenges. <laughs> but when I think about things, I don't think there's a reason why things are happening to me. Yes. I've ch- shifted that over the years. I used to say these things. I was young. Yes. <laughs> I now say there is a there is something I'm supposed to learn from this. Yes, because it makes it so much easier. I I hear a lot of my patients and a lot of people when you know, and I think that again, it's a part of growth and evolution. I used to think the same as that everything happens for a reason, and I think it really ticks people off when they're like, nothing about this is happening for a reason at the time. But like you said, um, if we look at it from what am I learning from this? What is life trying to teach me? Life is the only place where we get the lessons first. I mean, lessons later and tests first. We keep going through the same tests over and over till we get the lessons, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's relationships, whether it's certain, you know, trauma, whether it's it's just the pattern just keeps repeating itself. And I see that and I experience that and I've experienced that in my own life, but it's just, what are we missing? What are we learning? What are we supposed to be getting from this to, you know, otherwise it keeps happening all our life till, till we get it. Now I'm going to go, I'm going to just, I'm going to go ahead and start at the beginning, please, rather than starting at the recent times. Okay. So there's some things that I didn't share with you and I'm going to start there and and I'm going to start in a place where actually I didn't know at the time. Yes, please. Um, I did not know Mm. I was raised by alcoholics. Mm. Um, when I actually graduated from college, mm-hmm. um, I was house sitting and I was, uh, I'm actually, I was a professional equestrian. And so I, you know, in the beginning that. of that, I wasn't making enough money. Yes. So I was house sitting at the time. And when I was house sitting at one house, I was stalked and raped mm. and I was engaged to my children's father. Mm. Um, we had called off the wedding, mm-hmm. but when I got raped, he, you know, kind of came in and at the time, you know, like swept me off my feet like a knight in shining armor, wanting to fix mm. the situation. And at the time, it seemed like the thing to do. We're young. How, how, how I was what? Yes. I, oh, just so you know, I was a very much an overachiever. Oh. So I graduated high school at 16, graduated college at 19. Wow. So I was one of those. Hmm. I relate. Got married at 20, <laughs> had both my kids by 23. I wow. mean, that's it was kind wow. of mm. um, I don't even remember the first year of my son's life. Wow. Mm. I, w- I did go through a lot of counseling, a mm. lot of group counseling. Um, I remember I was amazed at how much parallel there was between what happened to me mm. and what happened to all different walks of life. You know, in any kind of sexual mm-hmm. um, assault, 
mm-hmm. whether it be repetitive, incest. I, I, I was really amazed by that. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, before that marriage, that marriage did end after four years. Mm-hmm. This is a great story, though. Mm. I was attacked again. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but you got to oh, hear this. You wouldn't be talking like this if you weren't healed from that. I'm healed from all exactly, of it. Exactly. Exactly. I got attacked again. And, the, and this is, I really am hoping this helps someone. Mm. I was, I had gone through a lot of counseling. And when this happened, I have both my children now. Mm. But my youngest, I was out, I was working part-time in sales mm. and I was pulled over. Now this is maybe 90, 1990. Mm -hmm. And I remember a a car came up behind me and they came up to the window and they wanted to get directions. And back then, yeah. And I said, sure, I know where that is. Hold on, let's look at the map. There's a guy. Mm. And he opened the door. And all I could think of, I thought of Clint Eastwood. I Mm. thought, I'm going to kill him because Mm -hmm. he will not touch me. Right, right. And I had a complete out-of-body experience. Mm. And... I, and I will go back to the other one, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember it like slow motion. Like I could tell you by looking at it, I could actually paint you a picture. He came into the car. I, it was a stick shift Mm. um, or no, it was a shift in the center. It was a Mm -hmm. little like Subaru Mm -hmm. outback thing Mm -hmm. came over me and I completely pulled it together Mm-hmm. I leaned into it. I got. I knew I had to have leverage. Mm-hmm. I knew what I had to do with my legs. I knew I, I needed to bump his head. I knew mm-hmm. I had to kick him back out of the car. I thought, I'm either going to die mm-hmm. or I'm going to, I'm not going to, this isn't going to happen. Right. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. Yeah. I mean, defense. And I wasn't even thinking I had children at home. Wow. I went into like some sort of. It went into fight or flight. Yeah. And I had gone through, I'd also done a lot of. Um, you know, different classes of sure. uh, yes, of uh, like aware and awareness and and self defense. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I ended up doing just that, getting my leg in the right place, being able to push him up into the ceiling, getting his head hit, mm-hmm. getting him out of the car, and then I ended up slamming the door on him, breaking his arm, putting wow. it into gear, going forward, but. Every ounce, every cell in my body wanted to go back and kill him. Yeah, yeah. And that's when the children came into my head. They flashed and I didn't. I could have. I could have killed him. That one we found. That one, and I'm telling you this one first. Yes. Because that police experience was really good. Mm. They were wonderful. They were supportive. We did a drawing. They found the guy because we broke his arm. He was in the hospital. It was great, but you know what? It was just, I said, I know he was going to rape me. He reached mm-hmm. my dress. He was on, you know, because, but they couldn't, mm-hmm. they, they couldn't assault. that. Yep. Wow. But I, it, that empowered me beyond belief. Yeah. I can only imagine. The Ooh. first one was terrible. Mm. The police thought I was lying. Of course. They wanted to hypnotize me. My counselor was fabulous. Counseling was great, but it was a very bad situation. Luckily, my, you know, my husband, you know, my future husband and his family was good, but it was meaning father father and children. They were all very good to me, but they, it was just, it was a weird situation. I had, I didn't know it. 
Yeah. They had turned off the garage mm. and they were waiting. I didn't know how to turn right. on or I didn't know how to open or close it. And they had waited for me and they tied me up and there was nothing you could have I done. didn't tell anyone for a few days. Wow. And then Cliff had found, figured it out. He's like, what's wrong with you? Right. And I like broke down and freaked out and told him. Wow. There was nothing they could find. It was on a concrete floor. Ugh. So, you know, there wasn't, he didn't touch the car. Right. There was clothing. Mm. And there was concrete floor. Mm. Yeah. So it was one of Evidence the- Evidence was limited. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so, the, and the police were just really, luckily, I mean, I mean there, um, his, my Cliff's father was a lawyer. So there were people there mm, to help watching, but it was, they were not nice. Right. And it was, I remember feeling really, it didn't make me feel good. I mean, it was just, right. it never does, but right. I mean, it, was, it was worse. Right. And I remember not wanting to go to the police a second time, but I did. Yeah. Yeah. And it changed my whole view. Wow. Um, but, you know, there's still repercussions. Oh, absolutely. I cannot go to the movies. Mm. My sister-in-law, Thelma and Louise came out. Mm. Sister-in-law took me to see Thelma and Louise thinking it would help me to see Susan Sarandon shoot the man that was trying to rape mm. um, Julia Roberts. But I didn't right. get that far. She right. didn't tell me. Right. And I ran out and freaking out. And it right. uh, happened right after the first. Oh, so, wow. The first rape. And Ever since I can't, I can't go to the movies. That's I mean, it's just even today. Yeah, it takes everything. I just even watching a movie at home, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's different. Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. But if that's my only problem, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, wow. And you know, we've already had a few episodes on sexual assault and I'm, I'm I feel very strongly about that because of the whole stigma associated with it because of the shaming associated with it because of how openly we don't discuss some of those things and it's not that I'm saying go out there and discuss it on social media and plaster it all over the place but I think we should have more awareness around it and be more supportive as people you know, instead of not knowing what to do our, with our feelings when some of those, those things come up for people and people go through that. And one of the biggest things we can do is just compassion and empathy for the person who've been through it, as opposed to, you know, not believing them, not, you know, um, the tri trivializing the whole process and dismissing what happened to someone because nobody makes this stuff up when they've been through this, you know, especially this intense, they just not believing someone is just the worst thing we can do when some of these things come up for people. It's interesting. I, I don't, I, I'm talking about it really simply. And mm -hmm. I have to say that, I mean, if this is, I'm 54 years old. Wow. You look 25. <laughs> So this is a long time ago. I was 19. Yeah. I was 19 and then 23. Mm. Charlotte with a baby. Mm. So that, I mean, it's part of who I am. Absolutely. At this point. Yep. It, yep. I can talk about this and it does not affect me. I mean, it, I'm I'm feeling a little pressure mm -hmm. physically and mm -hmm. my I feel pressure, mm -hmm. but I can talk about it with someone. And it's okay. It's just yeah. it's just a woven into who I am. Absolutely. So true. The hardest part for 
me was that my, and I can say this because I know my mother will not see this. My mother was just like, you have to just get over this and not talk about it. Yep. Most most I, parents do that. And that's one of the, the, that's one of the cycles and intergenerational trauma I want to break because again, you know, it happened in our generations that happened, but after this, like now that we're aware and informed that some of these things do happen, we can't control that, you know, but we can be more informed so we can prevent this happening to our children. And again, if it does happen, even as much as we don't want it to happen to our children, not believing them or asking them to just get over it is not okay. It is never okay because you can't yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then I got married. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, after the, I'm going to, not realizing, I mean, we all have patterns. Yeah, absolutely. Not realizing I didn't really know how to be a mother. Mm. I knew I did. I knew I didn't want to be a mother. Like I, I, just so you know, I, I had a great childhood. Sure. I love my parents. Yes. I, I have nothing to complain about, yes. but I knew there was something amiss. Mm. So, and then I realized, well, wait a minute, there's something not quite right here. Right. Um, and so, you know, when drugs came in and I was like, okay, that's not, because I'm an athlete. So mm. I was like, this is too much. Right. Um, so things happened and marriage ended and here I had a, a baby and a toddler. Mm. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. And scary. And mm-hmm. I'm 24 years old. Wow. You know, they say that the prefrontal part of your brain, which is like the thinking, the judgment, the logistics, the left brain, um, the front part of your brain doesn't develop completely till you are 27 years old. So decision-making, judgment, and it used to be 25, but now the latest studies show that it doesn't completely develop. So when, you know, people say the college, you know, people, when they come in and talk about, hey, what am I going to be when I grow up? hold on to your horses at 20. You don't know what you're going to grow up to be just yet. Um, well, so there's with- young people living, listening out there. I have done so many things in my career. I, that's another, that's another podcast. Yes. <laughs> Same year. Cause you think, you know, you think you're going to grow up to be something and you know, you end up completely elsewhere, which is where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I, I really, yes, I love it. Um, I still but- say that. What am I going to be when I grow up? Exactly. <laughs> I'm in the process of figuring that out. This was like the first step at, at the, in this decade. So I'm like, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but going back to what you were saying, like just having kids at such a young age is is difficult. It's just managing that and not knowing who you are and bringing two lives into the process and struggling with that. I have one kid right now. I, I, I have, I'm at advanced maternal age when I had my first child. But you know, it's the first few years are difficult. I have a whole group, like a support group, a mental wellness support group dedicated to that entire process. So I, I can only imagine, you know, back then we didn't have the online presence was not so much. So seeking support. There wasn't any. Well, exactly. <laughs> there wasn't even a, there wasn't even internet really. I didn't right. even have a computer. Right. I, right. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> well, I'm much, I, I'm much older than that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I didn't have a computer with internet until, oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, for a while after I was, uh, you know, saying, yeah. but so then I had to, I went off and started a career and, but I, I worked hard and I did very well and I was afraid 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was afraid, period. Yeah, of course. And I worked through it. Yeah. Um, I have lots of stories to tell with that, but I, those are, you know, I just did it. And there's a reason uh, why you are so resilient. There's a reason why you have so much strength. There's a reason why, like you mentioned in, in our prior experience that you, you're a cancer survivor now, but all of yeah. these things. Wow. Well, it's funny you say this so, because my, my, my Facebook page is my, my group is res, res, uh, fem, resilient female entrepreneurs. Wow. I love it. I yeah. love the world resilient. Yes. Yes. Resilience. You take something, you stretch it, stretch it, stretch it, and it goes right back into shape, right? Yes, yes, yes. But, Which is what but I always take it a step further for yes. us humans. When we come back into shape, we come back learning something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And that's why I love the concept of, you know, with trauma and adversities, we change our brain. But the concept of neuroplasticity, which is you change your brain even after you so to speak, go through all these hardships and change it and, you know, dysregulate it. But the good part is with learning and with evolution and with new skills and with, you know, new wisdom and disciplines, you can change it back to its original shape, but with a lot of depth that you didn't have before. Yeah. Um, so I became very successful. I ended up building my career, worked in New York, um, Went from sales into consulting, learned how to make money, learned mm. how I learned a lot. I was right. very lucky. Yes. I was able to take huge risks mm. and started a couple companies and came home. Nice. Came home, promptly had a heart attack <laughs> because what? I was, in the, well, when I was working in New York, just so I'm going to give you a, what there are three highest, what are the three highest um, stressors of any human? Mm. Death, divorce, and moving. Oh, right. absolutely. Okay. So wow. what I did in New York, yeah. I managed the moving, well, moving of companies. Mm. So um, a lot of the Wall Street, on Wall Street, a lot mm -hmm. of the, um, they're emerging in acquisitions. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I lived in New York for five years and dated a lot of hedge fund people. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was all, um, it was all, uh, it was all trading companies, like just over the table. Um, so it was, I was handling all that. So basically it was just, the stress was beyond belief for six years. So I, I could feel it. I would, I used to call it, I would walk down, I would be holding up the walls. So I'd walk down the hallway, just like holding the walls because I was getting I'd be, wow. I'd be busy spells and I couldn't figure it out. Wow. So I knew something was happening. So I took, and that's again, not going to be the story for today, but I took, I took action and I made a plan. Love it. In home. And I was able to do this. I was able, I had to, I took time off. Mm. Interesting thing is my daughter reacted to this. She had had, um, she, she was in first grade, I think at the time. Mm -hmm. And she had some separation anxiety because mm. I had never been home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took time off. I re I didn't know I was going to have a heart attack. It was a mild, benign heart attack, but yeah. took time off. It's just supposed to show that age is irrelevant. The stress can catch up with your body regardless and at whatever point if you continue to ignore it because I'm also very big on stress and, you know. Pushing it down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We work through it in your work, in your work. Yep. Um. 
push it, move, move it forward, start a couple companies, become very successful. Kids grow up. I move across the country. Wow. Um, I lived where you are. Yes. Um, <laughs> New Mexico to California. I'm back home now. And I was then I was in Oklahoma. I as an equestrian, mm. I sold. I've, I've started just okay. When I want to just do a quick synopsis, I have started in my lifetime six companies. I have wow. sold. Wow. I have mentored many, many women into their own companies. Oh, I love watching the posture of women change as they grow into their oh, own confidence. Yes. That's, just my, that's my passion. I'm getting goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> um, then what I, I, I was coaching the OU equestrian team and I had my training business in Oklahoma. Now to get to this moment, I was, I have had cancer before. Hmm. This wasn't my first rodeo, but in February, I was diagnosed with a form, a very simple form of stomach cancer, and I thought it would be just a quick deal, mm -hmm. hmm. so to speak. Right. And they found intestinal cancer. And oh, I knew wow. there was a pandemic out there. I knew there was a corona thing. It oh, wasn't a beer. Wow. But I, but I didn't, it wasn't on my radar. Right. So that, when the intestinal cancer came and the pandemic came, I had to close down that it was my primary business. Mm. So I had to close that down and go home. And it was just my, my dog and I, and mm. uh, that was scary. Mm, I can imagine. And, and, and I was panicking. I, my kids are grown. My youngest right. is now 30. She's a doctor. Wow. My son is, a, you know, they're great. Wow. But I, I was like, yeah. I, why am I afraid? I, I, I've gone through, this is interesting. Yes. I think I was more afraid mm -hmm. than I'd ever been. And I thought, I've been through so much. Right. I'm so afraid. Yeah. I think it's because I'm older. And I think it's because I didn't have the sophomoreism. You know, I wasn't a sophomoric. Mm -hmm. and, and I wasn't well. And I thought, it doesn't mean you're weak, Nancy. I was like, I have so much. I may not yeah. have my health, but I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it back. Yes. I, yes. I am okay. I am cancer-free. Um, Yay. Okay. Um, but, you know, I I had had businesses, but I'd never had them online on this on this mm -hmm. digital space. Mm -hmm. So that was new. So the yeah. first thing I did was hire a coach. Right. It, it, it was scary. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it just goes, I want to mention something because it's like, you know, even with resilience, you know, even if you've been through things before, it does not mean that you will not go through some of those same emotions or some of the similar emotions that won't show up in different ways later, you know? Um, and I think it's really important to recognize that sometimes we go through things, we feel things, we process through them, we evolve, and then we move on, things start working out again. And then... Um, and I think it's a perfect way to mention some something that I saw on your uh, social media late uh, recently. And I really want to mention the autopilot part before I forget um, that part. But again, it's like it, it, then there are other things that we are faced with in terms of tests. And, you know, we we just do better if we look at what we're struggling with as opposed to what you said, you know, pushing it down and resisting it, not and acting or in denial or not wanting to deal with it at all. You know, at times when you go through some of these things, it's difficult. A lot of times we don't, we want to just avoid it, push it away and not think about it, depending on where, what, how much it has, that, how much that fight or flight or that fear is taking over and what we are capable of um, 
handling at the time, so to speak, or coping with. Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff happens, but it doesn't mean that if we've been through things before, we won't feel the same emotions or even more intense parts of those emotions later. So I think it's That's really true. important to keep that in perspective that after every valley, there will be a mountain. There, after every mountain, there will be a valley and life will have different challenges at different parts of our different phases of our life. And things will come up when you don't expect them. Thank you for mentioning that. Absolutely. This, this COVID has been that, you know, a lot of times we set expectations about, oh, 2021, this is how it's going to go. And we don't know how it's going to go. But just be prepared for that uncertainty. And I think that's the hardest part that we have because we can't control that uncertainty. So we get so scared by it. And then we get stressed and overwhelmed as a result of that. I think that one of the things I'm working on for me, Mm. and I think as women, number one, I think we're awfully hard on ourselves. I know I Oh, we are. I am too. I'm guilty of that. And I think especially women who have gone through any kind of, who have been, I'm going to put it out there. Any, I, any kind of woman who has been abused or had any kind of trauma, we are very, it's, we look, we are so critical. Mm -hmm. I'm very self-critical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't need anybody being hard on me. (laughs) (laughs) You do it all on your own. Really well myself. I'm going to share something I think will really be helpful here. Mm. I left, I, I have uh, moved back to Virginia to be with the love of my life. He has waited for years for me. Uh, And interestingly, he was playing around. mm -hmm. He didn't know this, neither did I. And he had picked up where I'm a fisher person. I love the fish. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And he was like pretending to bang it toward me. Mm -hmm. And I, it affected me. It sent me into reeling. Mm -hmm. This is a a, a while ago. Mm Mm-hmm. It sent me reeling and I didn't remember something. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it put me on, the, I, I call it putting me on the floor. Mm. I didn't remember something that happened. Yeah. Sometimes we, as, and that happens as a part of the trauma where our hippocampus is a part of our brain that is in charge of learning and long-term memory. Uh, when we go through certain traumatic or abusive or situations in our early childhood or just at any point of our life, certain times, certain events are, they almost stay stuck at the memories of those events. And uh, because of the stress that was related to them, and if they're not processed, a lot of times that part of our brain shrinks. It's called, it it trophies in people who have um, PTSD. So sometimes memory related to certain events are absolutely shut down, stuck, or we call it dissociative amnesia. So you just forget and you don't remember it and you don't remember any details, but you know that that experience in your being absolutely exists. So I, I, I called, I have a therapist that I had, and I, you know, I, I get on the phone with from time to time. And yeah, I, yeah, called, yeah. I mean, I was on the floor. Yeah. I, I, and he was just like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? Right. I, and I was beating myself up because I thought I've gone through therapy. I went counseling for like six years. I mean, I call it. I have a tool belt with power tools in it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. How come I don't know about this? How come I don't remember this? Why is this? I mean, I was a wreck. No matter what you you will not do. And I want women to understand. I don't, I consider myself grounded, Mm -hmm. calm, 
um, successful. Mm-hmm. I have moment. I have day. It took me days. Mm-hmm. I was on the floor for two, not literally, but I mean, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two days. Yep, yep. And, and you know, triggers are I'm, it's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm allowed. Yes. And I cried and I cried and I talked it over and then I talked it through with him and he understood. Mm. And I am allowed and so are you. Absolutely. Thank you. And then that. I even have days where I have just, it's just a hard day. Not necessarily because of any other trauma. Yeah. It's, it's just, just a hard day. day. Yep. Yep. And I go, you know what? It's just going to be a hard day and I'm going to just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial it down. And that's okay. I love tomorrow is not going to be as difficult, mm. and I won't have to. I don't. Ha- I can stay at a different pace. Yes. Now with the cancer, I do have brain fog. Mm. Probably that's what happened. Probably yesterday. <laughs> the brain fog is really difficult. I haven't had brain fog before. It's mm. like you're underwater. Mm. I've learned that at first I was beating myself up. I wasn't going at my normal pace, mm-hmm. and. I learned that not only was it okay, but I would get, you know, I'd work with my clients. What I do one-on-one mm. and I would listen. Mm. I'm an active listener. Mm. And then I would validate back, mirror it back. And then I'd say, let's circle back tomorrow. And we're going to work on this because I know they understood I was tired. Absolutely. They didn't feel any less, that they weren't getting any less attention. Right. Right. It was okay. Absolutely. Pile it down. Love it. We all and, need to give ourselves grace. Oh, so true. Let's sit with that for a second. So true. I was actually just having this conversation with one of my other dear friends or colleagues that I met through this um, medium and through my podcast. And I'm about to air his interview next week. And we, we were just talking about a conversation yesterday we had that, you know, sometimes we are so hard on ourselves where we just, you know, if we, if we need to take time off in terms of self-care or just, you know, know and acknowledge that we're having a bad day or we just need a mental health day. You know, when I was at, when I used to work for others and not at my own company, we used to get a mental health day. I mean, literally, and you know, it's like some days we just need to take that mental health day and say, Hey, today is not a good day or today is just, a blah kind of day. And that's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. We'll be back on our game tomorrow. But today, I just need to switch off from everybody and take time to to myself, regroup, do some love and kindness meditation for myself and just be compassionate with myself today and love, love, just love myself and spend that day not feeling good, not doing anything, not being an overachiever, not you know, doing anything that I normally do and just take that time off if I need that. Whether it's a Monday or a Tuesday, I don't care. It's a day I'm not feeling well and it's okay. I just need to take a step back. And I think this year I've started to do that more than others. And I'm just, instead of resisting it or instead of not acknowledging it, which causes more, which adds up and compounds and it causes more stress over time, I think when I've started to look at it in a way that, you know what, today's a tough day and that's okay. I don't I just feel mad and it's okay. I don't want to talk or associate or do anything. And that's okay. Yeah. Hard. Absolutely. 
Yep, yep, yep. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. But I want to go back to your autopilot um, uh, post. And one of the things that you had mentioned as a result of that, I'm just going to read that because I found that really cool and interesting. And one of the things that you said on there, so maybe you can talk a little bit about that, is that, are you, you know, a lot of times we keep going through life on autopilot, doing the same things over and over, wishing and hoping for things to change and for situation to change. So uh, instead of me reading your entire post, I would rather have you speak on that because I'm very big on, you know, if we, if we want to go places we've never been, we have to do things we've never done before. And I'm very big on that. And in terms of change and change is hard. It's uncertain. We don't know. We don't want it. But if we stay here at some point, it'll, it's about to zap us. Yes, absolutely. And, and I, that was a, that's one of my, actually, that was a, that's a huge post for me. That post, um, if, you, if you look at it, I, I think it, it reached almost 6,000 people. The reach on, oh, you can't see that. That's in my instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was huge. Um, what happens with a lot of people is, I mean, and I, I mean, we don't even need to talk about it in regard to, I mean, we could talk about you know, when we're hurt, when something happens in us that's that's emotional, it's mm-hmm. different because that's something that's so kind of innate. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to seek help. That's what we have you for, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's that's harder. That's mm-hmm. something we need help. Mm-hmm. But when we're doing something that's how we plan out our day, something that we can consciously so- make a decision, mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always at the, I do something I'm very, I'm very intentional. I love that. I'm very, I'm all about creating the life instead of waiting for life to happen. Um, and I understand not everybody's like that, but at some point, certain situations arise that lead us to start at least being somewhat intentional in terms of how we need to plan our year. We don't need to plan to a T and micromanage the planning, but we need to have a direction because if we don't put, you know, G, like an address on the GPA, we just don't end up anywhere. Yeah. No, and I can't be that way every day. I, yeah. I am really low key. I mean, you can probably yeah. tell by my. I'm pretty <laughs> I love it. You're so calm and collected. Just your energy from this entire interview. I'm like, wow, you're so soothing. <laughs> Thank you. But I am. I I believe that for me, I like half. I, I like to go with the flow, yep. but I also am about, I am very much go with the flow, yep. but I'm also about very, very, I'm firm, but fair, even with myself. Yes. yes. So I do like intention. So I, but my intention is twice a day. Mm. So I look at, I'm intentional in the morning and I'm intentional at the end of the day. And I actually focus. What does that mean? Um, what does that entail? So tell, tell, tell us what that looks like in action. Sure. Um, and I, I'm going to preface to everyone and is that I don't do this every day because mm, it sure. makes me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, to, I'm going to say because of who I am as a woman, I, I am very aware of my energy. Mm. And um, so I do this on days where I have my energy because I want my best energy forward. Mm. So my belief is that we create our outcome mm. and the only reason why I was able to create those businesses because I manifested it and mm. that is the 
truth. Yes. I swear to God. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's now, true. I mean, it, I, that is an absolute story. I talked about it. I think the people I networked with, I made them absolutely nuts. Here's this young girl going around. I know I can make money if I do something I love. I talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. I could work part-time. I can make the same amount of money or more. And I did. Yes. Yes. I love it. Because and manifestation her- is intention and action. It's not just, oh, woo, woo, you're just meditating and, you know, imagining know, things. It's absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's absolutely, if you have an intention, if you have goals and if you have visions, knowledge is power, you know, potential power. But um, Jim Quick says that. And I really like that because he's like, when you, when you, Taught when you have knowledge and you put that into action, then it's really power because you're actually being intentional with your actions to manifest some of the things that you want. Well, it gets even better. Yes. And this is the key. I'm going to tell you a few things that I do and it's, I'm not going to just tell you, but I'm going to tell you how. That's sure. the killer part. Give it to me. This is the so what I do is every day, this is the one thing I do every day, seven oh. days a week because Oftentimes we get frenetic, Mm. busy, like you're frenetic. Some people may not know what frenetic is. Frenetic is that busyness where the wheels just go into the ground Mm -hmm. and you don't really get anything done. And it feels and feel very good. Mm. So when I get up in the morning, I do one thing. If I can't do write it, I think it. I think the 10 simplest things, if I can't think of anything specific, gratitude. Because Mm. gratitude puts me into service. Mm. All right. And I'm going to get clear on that. Gratitude could be, I'm so thankful for the moment that I can drink my hot coffee. Mm, I mean, it could be that simple that I have clean water. Yeah. I mean, get simple. If you can't think of anything big, think little. Yes. Yes. 10 things. But, and I don't care if you repeat them every day. I'm thankful for um, the man in my life that my children are healthy and that both my children are in love, that my mom's healthy. I mean, I, and I write them down. Yes. Then affirmations. You're going to laugh at this, but even when I was sick, I get up in the morning. I am not kidding you. This is going to be a great day and something magical is going to happen. I just know it. Yes. And I still do that. Yes. And even when I feel like poo. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and you want to know what? It was magical today because I got to walk outside with the dog. Uh, Maybe that's the only thing that happened, but at least I was walking because there's been times I was walking with a cane. I didn't get yes. into that one. Yeah. I had some bad times. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Affirmations truly got me through the roughest times. I mean, you know, um, I have a whole bunch of things to say about that, but I even have. Like, so there's, there are times though, when I get frenetic, especially since I've gone into this part of my life right now mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm putting a square peg in a round hole and it's really truly physically uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. so when I do these things it relieves that right. so those are the things I do no matter what right then the other thing that's really important to me is I I have a whiteboard mm-hmm. and on that whiteboard I will just I do what's called it's like just free free writing. Like mm. what, what is it that, where do I see myself mm. today? Mm. I have a vision board. Right. This is today. Wow. What do I want today? Mm. And it isn't like, it's just. Today. I do that in my meditation every day where, what does today look like for me? And just going over the entire day, it might exact same thing where it might not be exact what you want, but at least have a general idea. What, 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 what is my intention for today? Yeah. 
but it might even be kind of like, cause it's going to just, it doesn't, I don't, doesn't have to be pretty. Yeah. And it's right out there in my, I have a pretty big area at work. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I write, you know, I'll put, I'll write on there a couple, like, but I'm talking three. No wow. More. Yep. Some people, I used to have lists and I, right. them, I was a human doing. I am now a human being. Yes. Yeah, uh, I was a human doing. I bet so many people listening to this are. You get more done by 9 a.m. than most people get done in a day. Stop. Yeah. Three things. Yeah. That's it. How many things can you fit on a post-it note? That's all you're allowed to do. Yes. Less is more. More. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And at the end of the day, I go back and look. Yeah. Did I only do those three things? Now, notice I said only. Mm. Good girl. No more. Right. Then I'm, I'm just servicing myself. Yes. Because I need to be writing. I do a lot of writing. I need to be preparing for podcasts. I, I have all these other things I need to do. I'm Absolutely. only allowed to do three things. Yeah. Because I always yeah. want to do 400. Yes. <laughs> and then beat yourself over it that you didn't get the next 100 things done before right. the end day. So True. love this. My, my thing is, is, did I, and I need to be there for my clients and I need to be there like this. Yes. And yes. Like you do. Yes. You, you have, have to, be to be there hundred percent. Otherwise it doesn't work. My energy. Absolutely. So I am intentional. And at the end of the day, I look back and I say, what, how could I do better? That's my intention mm. at, the, at the end. Mm. How can I be better for myself mm. and serve my my people, mm -hmm. whoever that is, my audience, my clients, you, yep. how can I be better? How can I serve better? Yes. How can I improve this day? Mm. And I write that on the whiteboard. And yes. then I look at it again in the morning before I do my free write. Mm. Love Those that. are my intentions. Nice. Just a, wow. a little check. So profound though. And I think it can be very amazing to, I, because I feel like when you, like you were saying earlier, you know, less is more, simple is more profound. And, you know, it just clutter free and stress free um, in your head, in your being, in your surrounding, it just allows you to be in such a present moment and does be calm and get more accomplished and feel more productive than just going, 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 going all the time and right. keeping ourselves too busy, um, so to speak. But doing it afraid is key. I mean, everything, you know, just even doing everything I did this year, just even moving out here, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in love. Yes. I didn't want to move in. I, mm -hmm. And then I went into huge personal, I, I hired this incredible coach. Mm. You know, she's a national level, international, like motivational person. She's fabulous. You can look yeah. her up, Leslie Zahn. Amazing. Mm. And I, I call it, I, I want to write a book actually. Yeah. Falling into love. Mm. I don't mean falling in love, falling mm. into love. Meaning I decided to jump in. In. Wow. Because I didn't want to. I was afraid. Afraid. Yeah. Yep. I didn't need to be afraid. Yes. I was afraid of my history. Yeah. Not afraid of the situation. Right, right, right. Wow. How beautiful. And I, you know, I had to take that risk. Yes. 
Wow. It took all the personal development that I was using for my business to make that decision. Yes. What am I doing? Yeah. Wow. How beautiful. Um, so how can people find you? How can women find you if they want to work with you or if they just want to be zapped by your calmness and your wisdom? They, um, I am at, at Nancy double underscore Lucas on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from there, there's, you know, they can go to my bio and they can find me, but it's, uh, they can find me everywhere. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll put all that in the show notes, but um, I just wanted to make sure that people had access to you in case um, they wanted to find you and look you up. But thank you so much for being on this show. I loved everything that you had to say and so much wisdom that you brought to my audience and amazing actionable steps that they can take and we can take together um, in order to move us into being the best version of ourselves, because that's absolutely something that you truly believe in. And that's absolutely something that I truly believe in, which is the goal of this podcast is transforming yourself into the best version of yourself at a given time, because we continue to evolve and we continue to have to, you know, look back, learn, and then regroup and have an intention of moving forward. So love, love, love what you had to say and everything that you brought to our audience today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And if you loved what you hear today, um, what you heard today, please don't forget to subscribe. And we would love if you could please rate and review us so others can um, find us and we can continue to the longevity of this show and continue to bring you people like Nancy on our show and um, help you become the best version of your of yourself. So thank you so much. And until next time, have a blessed and wonderful day.